Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 Friends in Prison. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of Friends in Prison. Today, I want to talk to you about my friend Danette and the, you know, different things that she's going through while she's in prison that I think a lot of people experience. Um, And also, we want to touch on the holiday season, and uh, I have a little confession to make. So, um, all that and more coming up. First, we're going to talk about Danette. She sent me a letter in the middle of October. Good morning, friend. I've been up going since 3 a.m., and now I feel like I'm crashing. I I wrote to my daughter, did a Bible study, I made my commissary list for tomorrow, and uh, it's only going on 8 a.m. I can't sleep at these hours. I sleep during the day, early after school. Well, it's all I need in here. Then I get up when everyone else is asleep and gather my thoughts. I'm waiting to call home because I want my because I want my son to call Huntsville and find out why we're only allowed to buy five bars of soap that are not much bigger than motel soap used to be. We we haven't had shampoo in months. However, they still sell a $20 hygiene pack with shampoo. Every 15 days you can buy one. That gets expensive when you're on a budget. But I feel like soap to, is to wash your bodies and your underclothes. Um, but I, sorry, but I feel like soap to wash your body and your underclothes should be in stock for us at all times. The, the chaplain said that we need to write to some churches to see if they can donate boxes of soap and shampoo to the whole unit. And all we can do is complain, but still nothing happens. So I'm going to ask my son to start calling up here and asking questions. There's a fight going on in the back room this early in the morning. I hate it here so badly. There's lots of racism in this dorm I live in, and at times it gets scary because there are a lot more blacks than others. I can't wait to get home to my family. This place is very messy and scary, too. I I deal with bullies every day in here, and being older doesn't matter. People don't respect others like back in the day. I'm sorry, I'm unloading on you, but it all builds up inside. It makes me feel ill. So, how are you and the family? Well, well, I hope. My dad had to go back to the hospital to have some toes amputated. He had blood clots after a stroke, and they found him a home. They found a home for him, so now I can send him cards and letters. My mom is just going through the motions of life, trying to stay well. My son and my sisters are are going to set her up and give her two choices of nursing facilities or my son's house because everyone else has stairs and bedrooms are all upstairs except my son and bless his heart he and his wife really want to care for her she feels like a burden but she's so just uh so you know my friend danette has very loopy um cursive handwriting so every once in a while uh i do get a little bit lost but Coming back to her letter, she feels like a burden, but she's not, and he's, she's stubborn in her old age, so this is my life and my worries. I don't ever worry too much about my health these days. I just know that I'm exhausted at this point, I, I, and the depression is taking its toll on me. I pray about it, and I take my medication. Uh, still, at the end of all of it, It's just me. 
maybe it's not just me. We'll stand together. So we all tiptoe around here. If I was young and strong, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I should go back and start over. All right, but this is the real struggle when you get handwritten letters that sometimes it's difficult to read. So I'm just going to leave you guys in here um, without the edit and let you know she actually said the bullies are still at it. And the bad thing is no one will stand together to separate them. So we all tiptoe around here. If I was young and strong, I'd fight. LOL. The law don't step up until someone is physically injured more deep. They, they say, suck it up. It's prison. Well, I feel like I've complained enough and I appreciate you listening. I got to get my my house in compliance and get ready for my day. Have a great day, your friend, Danette. So very interesting. I, I The first thing I thought about was getting shampoo. You know, when you're in prison and it's not available in your commissary, what can you do? You can do exactly what Danette said spread the word. You know, she's telling her son, she's telling the chaplain, she's telling me. Um, she's not outright giving me instructions as to how to fix the problem, but at least she's letting us know. And once you've identified the problem, of course, that's that's the first step towards solving it. So I responded to my friend, Danette. I'm going to read you this short letter and then we'll talk more about shampoo. That's something I would worry about if I was in prison. I wake up in the middle of the night or super early, and I don't want to bother anyone. So, of course, I have to quietly sneak out of the room so I don't wake up Nico. But if I'm in a hotel or staying at someone else's house, I have to be extra quiet. I usually bring a book and sit in a dry bathtub until it's a reasonable hour and I can freely walk around. I'd also worry that I couldn't take a nap later. I assume there's a schedule you have to keep, and the guards don't just let you nap whenever you want. Oh, you just said you get to nap after school. Can you turn off the lights? Are people quiet? Are they quiet enough? Ah, yeah. Soap and shampoo should be available. Are the churches allowed to shampoo? You have the right idea. You should complain. And you're always welcome to unload on me. It is best to complain to someone who can fix the situation. Good for you for sticking up to your, for yourself and getting your son to make some calls. I should put it on my calendar and make some calls as well. You just need the right person to hear you. I feel like the soap situation is easier to remedy than the bullying situation. Oh my goodness. I looked up how to make your own shampoo and this looked very helpful. Don't get excited. I'm being sarcastic. The ingredients. Olive oil, castor oil, black molasses, vanilla essential oil, patchouli essential oil, rosemary essential oil, and castile melt, and melt and pour soap. Um, thanks. If I had castile soap, I wouldn't need to make my own soap. Also, I was hoping for more accessible ingredients all around. The article also says that commercially made soap is better because everything is done in the right ratios. Maybe that's just them trying to sell their own soap. It also says... You can just rinse your hair. Oh, now this says you can dilute apple cider vinegar, three tablespoons in two cups of water. Can you get apple cider vinegar? Hmm. The next recipe is too complicated. Coconut milk, honey, jojoba oil, castor oil, apple cinnamon vinegar, and essential oils. That's too weird. I can't wash my hair with honey. You said your mom was old and stubborn. LOL, and I thought you wrote 101, and I was all, is Danette's mom 101 years old? But you wrote LOL later. 
How old is your mom? Are we allowed to ask a woman's age? I hope this letter finds you in a better mood. Feeling miserable isn't going to fix anything. Of course, that's easier said than done. I hate it when I let other people upset me, especially when I find myself getting upset about something they said months ago. I know, I know, I'm giving them the power, but I'm not really sure how to take the back except to try and think of something else. I love you, your friend, Claire. So I do want to talk a little bit more about the shampoo situation. As I have been discovering, there are people, and typically it's churches who will organize these things, but it doesn't have to be a church, who will donate to a jail or a prison. And of course, as you know, or maybe you don't because you're brand new to the podcast, every facility has different rules. So you want to contact the facility directly and find out how you can donate shampoo. Generally, you're going to have to make, let's call it a goodie bag for each person in the ward. So if they have 100 people, if they have 30 people, if they have 300 people, Everything needs to be exactly the same. The shampoo has to be the same scent. It has to be the same size. It has to be, um, it, there just can't be any variations. If you are donating a, a razor, for instance, and that's allowed, they would all have to be the same razor, the same color. You don't want to have anything that is going to start um, disputes trading or uh, any kind of gang affiliation when it comes to colors that's one of the reasons why we don't want to have different colors in the bags so i i definitely need to call and see how i can make a donation if there's a church right now who's working with danette's facility because our snail mail puts me way behind her needs. It's not like those people who may have gotten a phone call, you know. Um, so hopefully her shampoo issue has been solved already. And I'll let you know if she is allowed to have apple cider vinegar because that sounds like the best bet for washing your hair when you don't have shampoo. So we are already in the middle of Hanukkah and I only have one friend who is Jewish and that means that I have already missed wishing him a happy Hanukkah. I sent him a Thanksgiving card, and actually I haven't heard from him. Um, this particular pen pal is named Will, and I can't put funds directly into his, um, into his account because you have to be approved, and I haven't sent in the paperwork to do that. As you know, I do write with uh, an alias for my last name, and so I think it's probably complicated for me to give them my uh, driver's license information and things like that. And so uh, you can send a money order. You can, uh, for some facilities, send a self-addressed stamped envelope just right there in the letter, and then they can easily write you back. Um, and sometimes, you know, once a year or so, I like to give my pen pals 5 or $10, especially to cover the cost of stamps and correspondence materials, you know. Juan and I were just talking about our favorite pens. He said he used to get pens, and on the side of the pen, it said pen. So uh, he recently got one that he said he, he just likes the look of better, and I'd have to concur. It's a nicer, darker ink. So in Will's case, I haven't heard back from him, and I think that that is because he doesn't have the money for the correspondence. But as you know, sometimes people can't respond because they're busy. They can't respond because they're depressed. They can't respond because 
uh, something is being held up in the prison as in uh, there's not enough people to go through the mail, you know, so it's bottlenecking. And until someone can inspect the outgoing mail, it's going to wait until it can go out. Um, they're probably going to prioritize legal mail if they are short staffed in that department. So I want to remind you, if you have a pen pal, this is a great time to send them an extra letter, send them an extra card, let them know that over the holidays you're thinking about them. Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah can be difficult times for anyone. You know, there's lots of people who experience depression through the holidays. Um, unlike me, I just experience, you know, wonderful Christmas music holiday feelings through the holidays. But I imagine in either case, if that's how you felt when you were on the outside, that it would be horribly depressing when you're on the inside. And getting a letter in the mail is a wonderful pickup. If if you're like me and you don't like the prison system right now, if you think that uh, it could be too harsh, if you think that it's not working as far as recidivism rates go, then first of all, I'm going to welcome you to do some research, look up some case study, look up different countries, look up different states, look up different counties, find out what you think is working. And I think it's it's pretty um easy to look at the recidivism rate and make a determination. Is it working for those people or is it not? Once you once you see that, you can write to your congressman and let them know that these are the reforms that you're interested in and what you can do today to affect the recidivism rate, which is the rate at which someone is released from prison and reoffends. you can find a pen pal. People with Pen pals have a lower recidivism rate, and I don't know if that's because they were seeking out pen pals, so whether or not they had found one, they have that personality, they are someone who wants to reintegrate into society, or if being the pen pal actually helps them to have that outlet, the creative outlet, and like Danette was saying, the person that they can unload on, and if that really helps them to keep their mental sanity and get out of prison and become productive members of society, then I think that's great. It is super easy to find a pen pal and to find something to write about. And at Christmas time, I'm going to, I'm just going to advise one more thing. I promise this is the last thing I'm going to ask of you. If you are the type of person, and maybe I'm looking at you, Marie, right now, and anybody else who feels like I don't want to find a prison pen pal because I am not reliable as far as it correspondence goes, and I don't want to write to somebody, have them respond, and then never write to them again, just out of my own habits. I just don't write letters. If that happened, I'm afraid that the person that I had been writing to would take it personally, that they would be insulted that, you know, I reached out to them and then I wasn't interested. I think that you can just start a letter with that in it. Just say, Look, it's the holiday season, and I saw your profile on writeaprisoner.com or what other, whatever other that's not a, a sponsored website. It's just my personal favorite for finding a pen pal. Um, pen a con or friends beyond the wall. I saw your profile. You have a great smile. You sound really funny. I just wanted you to let to let you know that somebody was thinking about you and. Over the holidays, I'm going to say a prayer for you and just remember and think good thoughts for you. I just want you to know that I'm not so good with the correspondence thing. You're welcome to write me back, but I would hate to 
lose the paper or lose the address or whatever my excuse is. I mean, I I don't even send out Christmas cards. I never do this mail thing. And I don't want you to feel bad that I never sent a second letter. That being said, I figured the first letter could stand on its own and just wish you a really great day, a good night's sleep, and a very Merry Christmas. There you go. Not copyrighted. You are welcome to take that word for word, put it in your card, or uh, simplify it because maybe I am a little bit long-winded. And uh, while you're at it, tell everybody about the podcast. You can tell your new pen pal, hey, I was listening to Friends in Prison and she said I should write a Christmas card to you. She didn't even know who you were. And she said, get out a Christmas card and send it. Although, just to clarify, most prisons will not let you send a card unless it is coming directly from a manufacturer. You can get a white piece of paper and a black pen and you can draw a Christmas card tree on it. You can draw some Christmas ornaments or a nativity scene or um, the menorah or whatever, you know, elves and cute little um, Santa Clauses and things like that. Put your own drawing on it, make your own personalized stationery, and then write your letter. And if you're like me, you just have to apologize for your art. But I'm trying. It's improving slowly but surely. And everybody seems to appreciate my efforts. So, uh, yeah, tell everybody. Tell your brand new pen pal about the podcast. Tell everyone about the podcast. And uh, as always, find your own friends in prison.